Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Good vibes to you. Welcome to the What Did Adam Say podcast, episode three. I am excited to bring you guys today's, uh, I guess, topic or lesson. I don't know what the word I'm using for this yet is, but I'm excited to bring this to you. Um, I think, again, it'll have a lot of value in many facets in life, and uh, it'll help you grow outside of your current thought process and wherever you are in life, all right? Today, I wanted to talk about perspective. Now, I hear other entrepreneurs like Gary Vee talk about perspective, and they say, I wake up every morning, and I picture my mom, my dad, my my daughter, my son dying, and I live with that kind of intensity through my day. It gives me the perspective of like, oh shit, what else? What else can I possibly lose if I already lost my wife, my mom, my dad? You know. So he says that that's how he looks at perspective, and I think that's very important to hear from somebody else because I think that humans in general are pretty much lacking perspective. Now, here's what I mean by that. When I think of perspective, I think about somebody else's view. Yes, I have my own perspective, but when I think about perspective, I think about how somebody else views the world, right? Now, if you <laughs> if you are to turn on CNN, their perspective is that President Trump is a douchebag and the world is going to shit and we're all going to die type of thing, you know? If you go on to some other news network, they're going to say that Trump is a god and he's doing the best things ever for America. That's perspectives, right? One has a perspective from a Republican side uh, and one has a perspective from the Democratic side. Both are wrong. I just want to point that out. There's there's no truth in pers- in in false perspective, right? Or forced perspective. Uh, so both are wrong. The other thing I think about perspective is we let other people's perspective kind of mold our own perspective, right? So I think about this, again, with the news. A couple years ago, we weren't fighting about literally everything, literally everything like you could be like the sky's blue and somebody's like no motherfucker it's fuchsia or i don't even know if that's a blue but that's how that's how people are at this point they'll argue it until they're blue in the face or until one of you dies right and a lot of the times the perspective that they're arguing on is wrong they just don't realize it because they're too stubborn to look at any other kind of perspective other than their own my real life example can be can be uh can be this right i'm from the east coast born and raised in massachusetts didn't leave massachusetts until 2009 really like i I went on a couple trips family trips and whatnot uh didn't really gain any kind of perspective because i was with my mom and stepdad so you know i'm not branching out and discovering things like you should do when you travel so i I didn't really travel until i was 21 for the first time well 19 technically for the first time i went to the boot camp but again forced perspective i'm I'm going to a place that's forcing me to learn the marine corps perspective of things which is that everybody sucks besides marines um which is true if and if you're in the marine corps you definitely know that to be true but 
Uh, so I, I didn't travel until I was 21. So in my mind, I didn't really start gaining perspective until I was 21 years into my life. So basically everything that I had thought uh, I believed in up to that point, I actually did not believe in. It's crazy, right? Like it was just something that was forced upon me to believe in. And I just kind of rolled with it for my whole life until I started traveling and started, you know, learning who I really wanted to be. When I was 21, I traveled to California. I helped my good friend Nick move from Arizona to California. I had never been to Arizona. I had never been to California. I was excited. I got to see his real life, his perspective, my friend Nick's perspective, real perspective, uh, because, you know, when we would hang out, he made it, you know, you always make it seem like it be- it's better than it is to your friends. You know, he made it seem like he had absolutely no struggles. And I got to see those struggles firsthand, which I think actually the perspective of seeing that actually made us better friends. Uh, but that's a whole different story. But so I gained that perspective of seeing his family life and seeing how happy he was with his now wife, who he has two children with, uh, I got to see that. I also got to see their real, like, money struggles and real struggles in general. Uh, Another important thing that happened to me when I was in Arizona is I got to handle my first firearm. Uh, My friend Nick took me to a a gun range and, you know, taught me how to to shoot a pistol. He had a Ruger SR-40. The thing was badass. It was was actually pretty crazy because I I was at the shooting range, right? And... Uh, you know, he, he fires, he fires his weapon and I listen to the guy next to me more and not knowing that he's only firing a 22, mind you, we're holding a Ruger SR 40, 40 cal. And, um, what's it called? (laughs) Sorry. I just saw a blue light on the car that I just passed. And I was like, Oh God, I'm getting pulled over. It was just, somebody has a random blue fog light random. But, uh, anyways, what was I saying? Oh, we went to the. I went to the gun range, and I'm listening to the guy next to me. And he's 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 shooting a little 22, and I'm hearing it pew 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 pew. So I get up there, and I feel this this weapon that that Nick gave me, and I'm like, damn, this is heavy. And he, he shows me how to stand, shows me how to hold the weapon, and just says shoot. Now, I fired. He had a 15 uh, round. Sorry if that's the wrong terminology. 15 round uh, pistol. So out of the 15, I hit 14 on the paper, and like three out of the 14 that hit were out of the out of the circle, out of the circles for bullseye. And I had like one that was pretty close to bullseye. So Nick says, you know, adjust this small thing, aim down a little bit, and then go. And I shot again. The next 15. Every single one of them was grouped within, like, two inches of each other, if that. And I had, like, two directly hit on bullseye. And I have this target still to this day, in case anybody wants to actually see it and needs me to prove it. But I'm a sharpshooter, bro. I'm just saying. But, so, the reason I tell you guys this story is because it helped me gain a lot of perspective. Guns were kind of scary to me. The only time I had really had any experience with guns before that moment in my life was holding my rifle in the Marine Corps that wasn't loaded. They just had us hold it to teach us respect for our firearm and, uh, you know, playing with different pellet guns and and BB guns when I was younger. 
and I was I was kind of a beast with that too. I remember one time, and this is really kind of sad and mean, but I sniped a squirrel out of a tree with a pellet gun sniper rifle, and he was running. Like I caught him in motion, probably 50 yards away, and I just I nailed him right in the head. So I've always been kind of a good shooter. I think video games definitely have a lot to do with being a good shooter. If you're a good shooter in video games, you could definitely be a good shooter in real life as long as you can account for the recoil. That's, that's I think, a whole different discussion and maybe something I'll get into eventually. Uh, maybe I'll actually bring my friend Nick on this podcast and we could talk about firearms. Because he's actually, he was a marksman instructor for the Marine Corps. Uh, that, was his, that was his MOS. So, um... Where am I going with this? Actually, where am I going in general? I don't really know. What route am I on? Oh, I know what route I'm on. I'm taking this exit. All right. Didn't want to have a repeat of the other day and get off the wrong exit and be late going home. I need to get home. It's been a long day. So, anyways, back to my point. It, it, it helped me gain perspective because I was from the East Coast. I didn't really have a lot of a lot of experience with firearms and being from the east coast you get a lot of false propaganda that guns are the devil and that they're a huge issue that you're always going to face and you got to worry about somebody shooting you in the face every 24 seconds um that was the start of me gaining perspective on what i know now about firearms the other thing i did the year after that i moved to wyoming which if anybody knows about wyoming it's one of the most free gun states they basically have like no laws except you can't have like an extended clip (laughs) i think they have like a 30 round limit on a clip and or something like that it's so you know you could buy uzis and ak's and all this other shit that i've seen there um the other thing that's different about wyoming from massachusetts is you literally see everybody with their firearm right on their hip showing most of the time if it's not showing they probably have one on them and it's concealed for some reason this never made me feel unsafe uneasy or anything like that like when i would see you know a cop with a gun for instance um the masses having majority firearms on their hip kind of made me feel at ease like all right well that gentleman i see he has uh, a pistol on his hip and that one too and that one too so if somebody came in here and tried to shoot all of us up there's three people that you know have a chance to respond to that and we're gonna be straight i also got to play around with weapons out there a little bit um because it's really easy to get one so it also helped me, you know, gain a little insight. Also, Wyoming is extremely, 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 I cannot extra, cannot stress extremely enough, extremely Republican to the point where, like, if all 550,000 people that live in Wyoming voted for a Democrat, it wouldn't matter because Electoral College would definitely vote Republican. They are a Republican state, like, through and through. So they're, you know, gun-toting America type of people, and I never was used to this where I was from as much, you know? All of this to say... After that, after I lived in Wyoming, I lived in Oklahoma, Colorado, and Arizona, which are three pretty free gun states. And, uh, you know, after living in those places, I really gained the perspective that guns really are not bad. They're not. I know guns can be scary to some people, but guns really are not bad. People, the wrong people, I should say, with, with guns are bad. 
I fully believe that. In 2010, if you asked me if guns are bad, I might have said yeah. So what caused that to change? Perspective. I saw things from other people's eyes that I would have never been able to gain if I never just got out there and dealt with the uncomfortability of gaining new perspective, right? Gaining new perspective is uncomfortable. You're, you're learning something new and it's extremely, extremely uncomfortable sometimes. Like you're breaking out of a shell. Sometimes like, like I said, I'm, I'm breaking out of a shell for something that I've known for 21 years or thought I've known for 21 years and, and proven that I'm just completely and utterly wrong in, in, in what I'm thinking, you know, because I, I didn't have all the facts. I didn't, I didn't know that there were, it was like that in gun-free states. Like I thought everybody was shooting each other up. And if you really look at the statistics of it, like major cities are where most gun crimes happen. And outside of that, we don't have much of an issue for, for gun violence, at least in, in gun-free states, it seems like it's a lot safer looking at it statistically. learning that perspective changed my life on everything because I was like, wait, if I'm wrong about that, what if I'm wrong about everything? Everything, right? The other perspective that I learned from from traveling so much is how to be positive. On the East Coast, it's very, especially in Massachusetts, it's very overcrowded, overpopulated. There's traffic everywhere. It's easy to get stressed out here, especially driving around and people are just typically not as friendly as you would expect right so I was always a pretty negative person I was always a pretty defensive person it was like part of my environment and like you know kind of an adaptation to survive my environment you know moving to Wyoming though that shit wasn't accepted and people didn't like the fact that I was very negative and I lost friends that I would like gain friends and then lose them because I was so dreadfully negative like I used to be the most negative person in the world and the perspective of traveling and seeing people who are actually very positive minded changed me completely and utterly into who I am today I couldn't imagine being this happy-go-lucky all the time I, I used to make fun of people who were positive all the time like what the fuck do you have to be positive for like life sucks life is awful because that's all I knew until I gained the perspective that life is fucking amazing life is amazing you know there are a lot of social and economical problems in the world but when it boils down to it my life is amazing I make more money than, you know, most of the world, because most of the world is poor, if you think about it. I have a roof over my head. I'm talking into this cell phone, this $900 device to talk to you guys. I have a beautiful fiance. I have a, a, another child on the way. I already have a beautiful son. Uh, everything is amazing. Me seven years ago would have nitpicked at what's bad in my life and focused on what's bad instead of focusing on what's good and really making sure that I own in on what's good and run with that instead of dreading and uh, focusing only on the negative. That's people's problem is they think about the negative. You know, somebody passes away and that's very unfortunate. It's, it's, it's a very sad thing. Trust me, I know I lost the, the most important person to me in 2011 well, the most important person to me at that time, my Nana, 
and it, it devastated me for a little while until I realized that I can't let it define me. I gained that that perspective, you know. So that that's basically what I my challenge for you guys and my challenge for this episode. I want you guys to force yourself to gain perspective from somebody who you might not agree with. I want you to have a conversation with somebody that you don't, that you know you won't agree with. Maybe it'll be your grandmother, maybe it'll be your uncle, maybe it'll be a, a friend, a coworker. Have an uncomfortable conversation about something that you have a perspective on and they have a different perspective on. Don't argue. Very important. Don't argue. It's okay to get a little heated, but don't be mad and don't argue. Just talk. And then drop the conversation and start talking about something you agree on so that way you guys have something to connect on. Thank you for letting me go. And, uh, you know, you can, you can really reflect on what it is, the perspective that you're potentially uh, learning. So... Um, yeah, there's that. That's my challenge for you guys. I hope you enjoyed episode three. If you haven't already, check out the first two episodes. The first one's an intro. The second one's called Life is a Garden. It's a beautiful analogy to a garden. So check those out. Uh, episode four should be up Sunday, I'm guessing, if not a little sooner. And, uh, you know, I'm recording another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs tomorrow. My, my new podcast with my good buddy Andy Wilkinson and... Uh, you know, one episode of that's already been released, AA for Entrepreneurs, and the second episode should be released next Wednesday, so look out for that as well. As always, stay positive, stay motivated, fuck negativity, do your thing, and I love you guys. All right, peace.